After further review, as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. <laughs> he is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Fula. After further review, got that beat for you. Like those new beats? We like the beats too. Make sure you check us out on our SoundCloud page and on iTunes. WHUT after further review on SoundCloud. And then just after further review on iTunes, make sure you check us out and subscribe to both those pages. You can listen to all the up to date podcasts with myself, David Mann, Guy Harris, and Frank Vashner. He's got a picture of Frank Vashner and the horse's head. So you can't miss us. And at times, we sometimes kind of go live on facebook live and you can watch us in the temporary studio uh the new studio is coming along real good it's also been named the tyler j mattson studio uh hopefully in the next couple weeks it should be com- probably completed and people getting training so sometimes when you see our facebook live videos you'll see us in the new studio i'm just me and david today on this hot 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 and humid weekend i mean saturday and sunday ugh. It's just that, that sticky icky. All week though, it's been pretty nice outside, so I've been liking that. But then in the weekend, it got humid. I don't mind the heat, just can't take the humidity. But now, something that we talk about heat and humidity is the summer league, the NBA summer league. And David the Man Got Harris is on the phone line. Then David, uh, you had a good question here, and, and actually, I don't think not a lot of people have brought this up on sports radio. And it's actually a good question and a good thought of, you know, basically, what's the purpose of the. Uh, NBA Summer League. I, I'll explain a little bit later, but you know, you go in depth of what the actually you were thinking about. Yeah, and so kind of looking at the Summer League now, kind of as we're taping the show, it's Minnesota and Denver. So watching a lot of these guys, yeah, you recognize some of the names here and there from college. But I'm wondering, is it more for the rookies and kind of the players that teams drafted, a couple of French players that are on rosters? Is it more for international players that are coming out of college or just recently came out of college, the second year out of the league that have already signed to international clubs? And so thinking about, we see, or they kind of broadcasters talk about a lot of international GMs or at these summer league games, whether to scout their stuff for new talent or look at their current talent. Achieve these guys' lives, and so I'm wondering: is it more? Is it beneficial for kind of draft? So, if you're a first round draft pick, say you're Luka Doncic or DeAndre Ayton or Trey Young, does summer league hurt or help you in your progression? Because if you have kind of a summer league performance, like a kind of a Josh Hart or DeAndre Ayton has had, or Kevin Knox for the Knicks. Kind of everyone's like, oh, you're a top ten pick. You're expected to kind of play well. And, hey, now we're seeing it at an NBA kind of a lever against guys who are your, more than likely your contemporaries in terms of age, skill level, 
versus, you know, it has been brought up throughout the week, kind of up and down performances of Trey Young, where people were already looking at you and say, hey, top, you know, when Atlanta drafts you, you're like, eh, you know, are you really the best at your position? And then kind of his performances have sparked a little bit of that conversation as well in terms of, you know, do they give too much? Do they kind of draft him too high? And so kind of as I was exploring, thinking about kind of what's the purpose of summer league, is it just, you know, or should it just be more, okay, you have your guys that you know are going to be international. You have your guys, like you, you say no-name you know, players kind of had the hit before we went to the break. So I'm kind of like, yeah, we kind of know who we kind of know the guys that are going to be there. And we kind of know which rookies, if you're a first-time pick, you're, you're guaranteed a roster spot. And so it's kind of like, what's, what's the point? Well, I, I think you want to get an evaluation of seeing that the guys can really play. And it, it's not really pointless to me. I mean, it basically, the, the, the main point of, of, of the summer league is usually it's first and second year players, obviously. Uh, if you're a rookie, they want to see how you adapt to the NBA game. I mean, it, it's really important because if you play well uh, in the summer league, then we know you can play in the in the league. If you don't, then we know what you need to work on. And I think it was Fran Frasilla just said the other day, I was watching some of the action earlier on Friday, and they compared it maybe to double-A baseball. I mean, it's still good talent out there, but they still got a long ways to go. Um, the beneficial factors, though, of it, and it kind of goes a little bit local here in the Toledo area. Brian Roberts, who played for Toledo St. John's, went to Dayton University, and he was overseas for a while. Um, first year he was in the league. Uh, he was in the summer league. I remember him going up against Rodney Stuckey, and Rodney Stuckey, I believe, was a late first round pick or mid first round pick, somewhere around there with the Pistons. And you just could see that the total difference between him and Rodney Stuckey his first year coming out. I think that was all 2004. And um, Brian was just overmatched, overpowered, still very skilled. But you know, the NBA game is—I tell people this all the time—and I think the reason why people don't relate to the NBA game is a totally different game than college and high school basketball uh the speed the physicality obviously the space the spacing in the game and and and, and overall the talent and with that evaluation though you know it kind of made brian realize yeah i'm good enough to play with these guys but i'm just not good enough to be in the league consistently brian played overseas for a few years and he came back and he as you all know he was i believe um with the hornets and he made a big splash, I want to say six, seven years ago, and he made it into the league. And I believe it get got, it let him in, be in the league for about a good six, seven years. Now he can get a, you know, an NBA pension and everything. Uh, he just went back overseas last season. But, you know, he was with the Hornets and I believe the Bobcats for a while. And I think he was also with Portland for a, for a cup of coffee. So... I, I do think there's a lot of benefits. There's a lot of good stories. Sometimes you see guys that used to be good, and then they get into the summer league. Um, it, I, I do. I think it should get as much garner as much attention as it's getting. No, but let's be honest, David. It's it's the summer, and you need program filling. It, you know, seeing some summer league is better than having black on the screen. I think having some summer league is better than. Uh, p- pretty much a constant replays of 30 for 30s. I mean, think about it. The Las Vegas League now has all 32 teams playing the, in it. 
um, it's come to a point, and I, and I wanted to talk to this. Why I wanted to talk to Darren Cohn, but he's been man. This is probably one of the busier months that you have with college basketball and NBA basketball because of the recruiting periods and of the summer league going on. But um, in Vegas, basically, that's where you make your connections, and um, whether it be the NBA or overseas, a lot of these guys are going over to get jobs. A lot of these guys, even behind the scenes, guys, either coaches or video coordinators are going out there, they're putting out their resumes, they're doing stuff maybe for USA Basketball. I mean, this is like one of the busiest weeks for basically basketball, period, of who's who is out there in Vegas. And, um, you know, that's that's basically what it is. Now, I, I take Summer League as what it is. It's, 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 it's the minors, and you watch it, and I don't really get hyped if I see a, a, a rookie do very well. Now... I will tell you this. I was really, really, really shocked with, with the Knox kid um, from Kentucky. And I remember during the draft when the Knicks drafted him, you know, he obviously he got booed. But I think it was Fran was Fracilla doing the, the analysis for the draft. Usually he does. He's always got – he's always doing he, – he, he's like a encyclopedia when it comes to college and overseas talent. Now, obviously, they kind of put him more in the broadcast for overseas talent because Fran Fracilla just knows overseas talent. And um, he said that basically it was either him or someone said that, you know, that's a steal in the draft. And I really think after watching Summer League, the Knicks got a really good steal in the draft by getting, you know, Kevin Knox. Um, I, I watched Trey Young a little bit. Not surprised with, with, with how Trey Young is. He's a small guy, uh, great, you know, jump shot and everything like that. Um, the thing that surprised me with him is, not only can he show he can shoot the ball, but he actually can pass the ball, and he can actually convert into being a point guard, which is very rare. A lot of guys that you see that are in college that are, I guess I hate to call him a gunner, but he kind of was a gunner in college, but then again, he didn't have much of anything in Oklahoma. Usually guys like that are, you know, volume scorers and, and shoot the ball a lot. When they get to the NBA and people, you know, put pressure up on them, you know, pretty much, 94 feet up and you take away their you know their really their strength they don't have much else but he proved to me that he can actually be a floor general and actually you know dish the ball and stuff and that's you know some things that I noticed um but other than that you know it would have been nice to see Lonzo Ball play but obviously he's gonna have stuff with his meniscus Kyle Kuzma didn't really need to play in the in in it because he had a really good rookie year and you know obviously cut guys out of that Colin Sexton didn't look too bad from Alabama um, uh, DeAndre Ayton looked pretty decent, the number one draft pick. But like I said, I I sometimes I just I just watch summer league basketball because well, there's nothing else on television. I think I'd rather watch that than the big three. Um, you know, watching a bunch of has beens than the, the 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 actual current potential and future of the NBA. Uh, but like I said, I take it as you know, it's just summer league. I don't get too hyped. Or I don't get too down about it. About someone's playing performance and that's just really my uh, personal opinion about it yeah and kind of watching a lot of these guys like i fully expect most of these to be again like you said either international or on the t league roster for a lot of these clubs some some of us they have like a breakout performance they may get a look from kind of the team that they're at and be like hey we should probably keep this guy on the roster I mean, the way that free agency and moves have been made throughout the league, at least this past week, 
I mean, a lot of roster space is opening in a lot of places for some of these, you know, either guys that be two-way players or start in the G League and will work your way up or get some kind of splash international. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, 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 Luka Doncic didn't really play much in, in the summer league. Um, I've seen Jalen Brunson play. Uh, a, a really great college basketball player. Um, I think he's going to be like his dad, though, unfortunately, where he's going to be mostly a journeyman. I think he's a smart basketball player, but at the end of the day, he just lacks a lot of athleticism. And that's the thing about the NBA game, and, and, and it kind of stinks, but length and athleticism, you just can't re- replace that. You could be a great, fundamental, heady basketball player. And he's got the strength, too. He's got, a, like, a pretty much an NBA potty. But he kind of lacks some of the foot speed on the perimeter. And, you know, when you lack that foot speed as a guard, you got to have it. Um, now, if he was maybe 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six with length, you know, you don't have to have that, that, that perimeter speed. But he doesn't. He's about 6'3". And he's a little stocky, but... He can't get around that length. And he was struggling a little bit the first half of his game, and then he kind of warmed up in the second half a little bit. But um, I, I just think, remember, though, in the summer league, though, you're not just playing for an NBA contract. Now, a lot of guys, you know, like I said, the Brian Roberts situation was when he, you know, he went overseas, got better, and then got on an NBA team and really showed out. And that summer pretty much led to a good contract and a pretty decent, you know, I think someone has been in the league six or seven years. Obviously, I think after four years, or uh, or basically, if you play a combined four years all together, and let's say you, you do that, you can get a pension. Now, I think it's also game by game too. I think it's eighty two. There's eighty two games in a season. You got to times that by four. If you do three hundred and twenty eight games, basically of four years of of games, you get a pension. So. I believe, you know, Brian Roberts is kind of set in life. He's going to get an NBA pension, which which is pretty cool. But also guys are, are just showing out just to um, audition for some for some teams. And I forget who it was. The 76ers were the dead last team. They just upset a team <laughs> in the NBA Summer League. And the one guy, they were thinking he was actually going overseas. And he said, no, I'm actually a free agent. So he hit a few th- – I think he was like 6 of 8 from the three-point line. Had a really big game. Um, guy's name escapes me, but those are games like that that really help a guy out. But you're right, David. Majority of these guys, um, even though they're on the summer league, NBA summer league, they're more or less doing an audition to for international play or to play in the top international leagues. That's another thing people don't understand. Understand there's there's different levels to overseas basketball. Uh, most of the guys that I know who played and it's tremendous basketball players. You know, I know some guys that were, you know, high-quality D2 players but ended up playing maybe in a, a B league for summer league. Even some D1 guys I know, you know, played in the B league. You know, it, it's tough. People don't seem to understand it's tough to make an NBA roster and it's tough to make a top overseas um, roster as American. Remember, in a lot of the overseas leagues, they only allow maybe two, maybe it's stretching it. Three Americans on the team. That's like a rule. So you figure it's just like the NBA. You know, there's so many roster spots. And depending on what the, the, the team needs overseas, if you play a position where they don't really have a need for that, then 
you know, they're not going to really use one of their American players um, to, to fill that void. Not to mention, too, the international players have gotten so much better, so it's made the competition a little bit harder. Now, back in the day, if you were an American, you know, a lot of international teams were flocking, trying to just pick you up and get you. But now that um, with the, the international game pretty much picking up and almost being comparable to the American game, a lot of international teams are like, well, we can just get the hometown kid and, you know, yeah. use our pick for an American player. Sometimes it's just a role player. You know, I'll get one or two really great American players, and that third guy might be just the role player. And, uh, and that just that just happens a lot. But as I said before, I enjoy – I actually enjoy watching a little bit of summer leagues. Hopefully you get, I guess, like a storyline where someone, you know – was not on the radar and then just had an outstanding summer league. And now they're on the verge of, you know, signing an NBA contract. I mean, that that's what you kind of look out for. And then you also, obviously, um, for us, obviously, at WXUT, some UT players sometimes are in summer league. Unfortunately, uh, uh, Treshawn Fletcher wasn't able to compete in the NBA summer league. He had a great uh, year this year, Mac player of the year, but obviously he tore up ligaments in his left knee, I believe, or right knee, one of his knees, I think his left knee. So he wasn't able, he has to rehab and not compete. I believe he would be in the NBA Summer League. He would be the type of dude that would be in the NBA Summer League that I would pay, try to pay attention to and see how well he does. Last season, or the last couple of seasons, I, don't, I didn't see him on any team this year, but guys like Nathan Booth, guys that had, you know, really good careers as Rockets, try to latch on with an NBA Summer League team. See if they can, you know, maybe get, you know, a glimpse at the NBA. But we all know that, you know, it's more of a possibility that he's going to be going overseas. So, you know, those are the reasons why I kind of watch the NBA Summer League. The international thing or international players and stuff like that. And I don't really watch them. But sometimes you see a couple good dunks here and there. Yeah, and a lot of those kind of like the D1 story. So watching kind of the development of, Kind of the, the national championship team for Villanova, looking at, like you said, Jalen Brunson, looking at Dante DiVincenzo, like seeing kind of them play at kind of the elite, well, not elite level, but kind of a, at the team level, being the best team in the country, and then seeing them individually kind of try to carry that over. And there aren't a lot of, kind of like phenomenal storylines, like you said, and kind of if you follow particular team or follow kind of follow a particular player's journey you get to hear about kind of the roads that they've taken and so yeah it's it's basketball in the summer not a lot of people expect kind of the LeBron James kind of to show up in the summer league in terms of a performer well he played he played in the he played in the summer league too you know the NBA you know promotes it on their Facebook page or wherever where you know the summer league is where you know careers begin and you know, they show Dwayne Wade and, you know, LeBron James competing back then. Now, a lot of teams back then, it was really different. You know, not all teams competed in Summer League. You know, I don't, I don't know if they have too many Carmelo Anthony. I don't even know if the Knicks were in the Summer League back then in 03 or the Pistons. I know the Heat and Cavs were. Um, but, you know, the, a lot of times back in the day, you know, if you were a team, you would just pick one and get in it so there was the Vegas I believe there was the Vegas League back in the day but then there was also the Utah like the, the Rocky Mountain Review in Utah um there was the Orlando League 
and I believe Las Vegas. And as an NBA team, a lot of them, you had those three three leagues, and as an NBA team, you picked one of them. So if you if you were in the Rocky Mountain Review League, obviously you weren't going to be in the Orlando League because the Orlando League was the same week. You would be in that, and that, that could be it. Um, some teams would do two of them. You know, sometimes you would do either Rocky Mountain Review or the Orlando the one week, and then you were in Vegas the next week. You know, or some teams would have two teams, you know, a split squad. So that's how it works. But now, totally different. All the teams are in the Vegas League. Um, they also had, um, this season, I know they had the first, the inaugural or maybe the second annual California Classic or something where they played in Sacramento. Um, <laughs> and then I think they, I don't even know if they even did the Orlando League this year. They might have done the Orlando League, but they didn't really televise it but i think they did uh i don't i'm actually i believe it, i don't think they did the orlando league this year i think it was the california classic and then was that out in utah because trey young was out there in utah and stuff so they've done that one so they did that the week before then they did the vegas one so but back in the day certain teams you during that two-week period there were some teams either didn't do summer league at all or you picked one or the other or some of the lesser nba teams there were consistently lottery pick teams. We're probably in both summer league teams. It was just very odd. But I think now with the NBA, and I think also it's because of ESPN, the television contract, they want the teams in the summer league this year. I, I, that's what I just believe. I just believe they're doing that because ESPN wants to fill black. Now, before we get out of this segment, you want to talk a little bit about Trey Young. Yeah, and just kind of understanding coming into the coming into league when he was drafted, I had those same kind of thoughts that everyone had. Volume shooter, is he going to be able to adjust to the league? Kind of just in terms of not only his play, his, you know, kind of that transformation of knowing that, yes, the comparisons for Steph Curry were there that everyone was making, but then looking at NBA comps from other kind of guys and people mentioning kind of the gym or for death. It kind of like, yeah, he's better. Like which he's way is better he going to go? You know, he's better than Jimmer Verdell. Like I mentioned before earlier, his court vision is really well. He really, to me, I'll be honest with you, the thing that led in summer league that showed me he can really pass that ball. I mean, he did lead the nation in assists, but sometimes that can get a little inflated if you have the ball in your hands all the time. The thing that I will tell you this is Trey Young is going to be a pretty decent pro. Now, do I think he's going to be a superstar? Do I think he's going to be Steph Curry? Mm, and that's pushing it. We'll have to see. Remember, Steph Curry struggled the first couple of years in in the league before he became the chef, and also he had injuries. So, barring any injuries, you got to give Trey Young, especially at the position that he's playing, a couple of years to get you know seasoned. Um, but I will say this: he's got really great court vision, and he doesn't he does know how to really kind of take command and run a team, which really kind of shocked me. Now, I will tell you this too. He needs to get rid of a lot of ill-advised shots. There was a couple times, you know, I understand what he's trying to do. There's a lot of pressure on him. But you just don't come off a pick and roll and just jack a three with early in the shot clock. And he was he was doing that. Or he was jacking some shots where he was pretty much almost sitting in the coach's lap on the bench. I mean, just taking very long shots that makes his shooting percentage look really poor. And uh, he, I think he was shooting like 15% from the three-point line combined after the Utah and first part of the Las Vegas league. But I think he started to settle down and started understanding the game a little bit and what did he needed to do. 
to be more of an efficient basketball player. And, and that's pretty much what the, the league is about. It's about efficiency. Everybody's talented, but it's about efficiency and knowing when, you know, to take a, a shot and what's a what's a great shot compared to what's a good shot and how to set up teammates. And uh, he's learning that, and I thought he'd, he'd be pretty decent. If, I, if it was me, I'd probably give him, like, a solid B for grading in, in this summer league uh, process. Yeah, I would, I would be in that range, kind of the B, B minus, kind of just thinking about coming into league expectations, but then also going to a team like Atlanta where they're in rebuild mode. So you expect him to have the ball a lot. You expect him not to jack up, you know, 20 shots a game from the logo because it seems like he does have those moments where he's kind of relapses into Oklahoma mode. And it's like, yeah, I am Steph Curry. Let me just jack this up from 50 because I can. And so I think part of that and then playing in Atlanta with the team that's rebuilding, there's going to be some veterans around him that will, if he does start to kind of revert back to the nature, will be like, yo, like, calm down. Like, just slow down. Don't. Don't try to jack everything up. Don't try to win this by yourself. And I think kind of his ability to really work on and kind of develop that passing game in a way that has people starting to compare him in terms of trajectory more to a Steve Nash type than a Steph Curry because kind of his developed passing ability. But it'll just be interesting to see kind of this rookie year in particular because everyone is kind of all eyes on him in a way that I think the last time we really looked at a guy with this close up, like to his game, was kind of Alonzo Ball, where it was like, like, dude, we know that you're at the position of point guard. You know what you're supposed to do. Kind of the hype around you, the expectation. Now it's kind of pick up and shut up. Yeah, and and, and hopefully, you know, he he does get, get get a little bit better with the shots. I will say this. Steph Curry, and, and I'm not trying to hate on him, but he does take a lot of ill-advised shots that a basketball coach would go, no, 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 no. But he makes a lot of them. But he also, I remember what team he's on, he could take a bad shot like that, and his team is very smart and very talented, and they can hide that. I think if Trey Young goes in there and tries to be like a Steph Curry in Atlanta, it, it's going to be bad for him. Um, you just don't have that talented team where you could probably take some of those ill-advised shots, and if you miss it, it'll be more magnified than if you make it. And if really, if you watch Steph Curry, there's a lot of things that you go, I give him his respect. Um, he's been a two-time league MVP. He's got three championships. He's been to four straight finals. But I will say this, it does help to have a very talented team that he has uh, at Golden State, and Trey Young doesn't have that, and they'll be magnified even more if he takes some of those ill-advised shots and he misses and they could turn into a, you know, a transition period that could hurt his team winning a, a, a ball game. Last point I will say, Grayson Allen's also played well as two in this summer league. He's really impressed me and he'll be a pretty good player. I'm not surprised though. He was a McDonald's all American. Yeah. And kind of, we all know the thing about Grayson Allen. Everyone's like, okay, if he tries to trip an NBA player, will actually, will an NBA player actually try to spy him? Because, you know, in the NBA, they don't fight. But they've already tried to contest them. Yeah. 
Like they they know and kind of feel no kind of the gritty. Like there's a line that you can have in college basketball of being gritty slash dirty versus in the NBA. If you're gritty slash dirty, like there will be a target on you. Now I'm not saying people are going to intentionally try to go out and like retaliate against Jason Allen, but there are a lot of these veterans that this is their livelihood. If you take them out, like it is going to get ugly. There's a potential for it to get ugly, but I hope that, you know, Grayson Allen develops, if he can be a solid defender in the league, you know, coming from Duke program, Coach K, we know kind of how Coach K runs that organization. It runs that program, I should say, not organization. But, yeah, I, I think Grace Allen would be a solid pro. I think, like, he's not your traditional Duke guard, kind of like the J.J. Reddick, or kind of, like, he's more defensive-minded in many regards, I think, than a lot of those other guys from Duke, where they're just, like, the white guys at Duke are three-point shooters. Like, I'm just going to say it. And he's not. Like, that's not his primary focus. Yeah, that's true. So what do you got planned, David? Uh, watch a little bit of World Cup, watch some soccer, soccer league, watch a little bit of NFL, well, not watch NFL training camp, but kind of keep up to date. Yeah, sports are getting close, and you know, college football two months away. Crazy. Yeah, and training camp, I believe, for NFL starts, what, in two weeks? Nope, starts, starts this weekend, and... Uh, into early next week is when a lot of teams come together and try to figure out who's going to dethrone the Eagles. That's where it's Yeah, actually, and uh, believe it or not, in two weeks almost, yeah, in two weeks, high school football starts up. So it'll be it's pretty interesting, though. But, David, man, thanks again for calling in. Have a good weekend. All right, you too. Yep, that was David the man that got Harris there on the phone line. Talking some NBA uh, free agency, well, not really free agency, summer league, and the purpose of uh, summer league here on, in this segment. And then earlier, talking a little bit of World Cup actually uh, kept my interest. Make sure you check out those podcasts on uh, WHUT's uh, SoundCloud page and on iTunes. WHUT after further review on SoundCloud and just after further review on iTunes, we'll post that up for you. Make sure you subscribe so anytime we have that new content, you know when it's posted. And then we're always on Saturdays, 11 to 1. We're going to take another. Uh, commercial break and then when we return we'll have more after further review after this here on 88.3 WXUT